The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whitley, CBAs, and consultants, and sponsored by Advocate Healthcare, Hilton, and the Village of Bedford Park. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome in to PNC Studios at Hallis Hall for a week eight edition of the Bears Coaches Coaches show with head coach Matt Nagy, Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight and later joined by Bears special teams coordinator Chris Tabor. Good evening. How you doing, Jeff? Fantastic. Uh, so it comes down to a Hail Mary. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it was crazy uh, for it to come down to that. And, you know, obviously um, you'd love your your three phases to play better. So it doesn't come down to that. But I was, uh, you know, our guys battled to the very end and, and uh, came up a yard short. Yeah, and how often do you guys practice Hail Marys? Uh, we actually practice it quite a bit. Now, trying to get it, uh, you know, in, in real action and without somebody jumping up and having a, a mosh pit of guys there just jumping up on each on each other and coming down and doing ankles. So we, we try to practice the, the, um, the formation and go through the procedure as much as possible without going through trying to get injuries in practice. What do you think if – he didn't have a hand in his face. Mitch, at that very last second, it's pretty amazing that he got that much leverage on that ball. Yeah, to yeah. With. No, it's, step it, into it, it's it, right? A, no, well, and it's a 60-yard throw, and, and that was the – it was going into the wind a little bit. That was the direction of going into the wind all day. And uh, and so, yeah, if you could buy a little bit more time or hold that guy off just a little bit more to be able to, to get a few more yards into the end zone. And it was a great job by Kevin to go up at the highest point, get that ball, and – and um, and give us an opportunity there at the end, and and then to make to make a uh, uh, you know an effort to a reach move. across, yeah, and to make a move was, was good too. And unfortunately, just uh, wasn't enough, and should have never came down to that. We got to play better as a team. All right, but uh, you score 31, you hold the Patriots on offense to 24. Uh, if you were to say that ahead of time, would you take that? You'd say yeah. Well, you would, you would, and. Um, you know, the the 31 points for the offense is great. And, you know, some of those came off with nice turnovers, too. You know, the defense got a turnover with a fumble recovery. Special teams also, you know, got a got a, uh, a turnover uh, on a kickoff return. And so for us, putting up 31 points is good. The defense, again, with one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game to, to hold them to 24 points. But that's why it's a, a team sport. And um, there's going to be times this year where our special teams is going to win us uh, a game, if not more. And this just happened to be one where uh, I know that the special teams players and coaches wishes that those two touchdowns didn't occur. The The fact of the matter is they did. And now how do we fix it going forward? The, the One of the issues, in my opinion, with today's coverage of football is beyond just the, the daily beat writers and the analysts on TV is a, a lot of people dig into uh, stats, stats that come up from different websites and whatnot, and you don't know what's fact and fiction. You do in your own building, obviously, but it, it creates a whole different uh, storyline on occasion. So when you look at poor throws or bad throws or whatever in your mind out of those 50 throws you educated the media a little bit today about about all of that because routes are run certain ways maybe they're not run right we brought this up a few weeks back so 
How many would you say you'd like to have back or he'd like to have back out of that? Well, there, there's a there's there's a few in there. Uh, and again, I don't have the exact number, uh, but you know, like you just said, there's protection issues. There's guys getting open, and then there's sometimes there's just they play good defense, and that's a part of football. Um, and so, uh, you know, the decision making that he made, uh, he made a great decision on the um, on the touchdown to Tariq down there inside the five yard line um, that 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 he made there with that play call. I mean, he he just he was doing some good stuff there, and they had some zero checks. They were bringing some heat, bringing some pressure, and. Uh, he he escaped from several uh, um, uh, blitzes, cover zero looks, and and so there's there's a few you know downfield. I think some of them came towards the end, like that last possession. There was a few downfield um, where he, he probably wishes he had back, but there was some early in the game that might have looked like they were on him for for being slightly overthrown or just off touch. Uh, but there's there's other other reasons for it. And Taylor Gabriel mentioned after the game that you know they felt he felt like they were giving him a lot of. A lot of attention out there, so he couldn't do exactly what he wanted to do in terms of the deep game. And I think that was kind of the statement even throughout the course of the week from the Patriots that, you know, the, the deep game had been hurting them a little bit, and you guys had been doing a really good job in the deep game. Yeah, that was that was uh, going to be a focus for them. And Taylor's had – he put before yesterday, he put together two pretty good games, 200-yard games, and, and he's a fast wide receiver that can go downtown. So – He's um, he's going to get recognition, and and that's okay. If, if teams are going to decide to do that, then we got to be able to have other guys step up. And you saw a guy like Trey Burton yesterday uh, make some nice catches over the middle of the field. Had a nice touchdown catch there at the end of the game. And uh, hopefully, as we move forward here, these different pieces uh, will will really help us um, timing wise within the offense. When, when teams decide to take one or two guys away, we have so many different pieces where we can step up and produce, put points on the board, and and come out with a win. What do you want the run game to look like? Well, we just need to we we need to be able to get more yards per carry. So our our average is down right now. We're just not averaging a whole lot of yards in the rush game, and um and 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 that will come. Um, this this isn't the first time that I've been through this. Uh, it's really not. So, uh, you know, as as a coaching staff, we'll put a good plan together. We'll figure out the why part. Um, that's that's the fun part. That's the challenging part. And so we'll uh, we'll put our heads together. We'll figure out what's best for us, and and we'll stay positive. I think that's the biggest thing you need to do is uh, you, you never panic. You just keep rolling, and and you stay uh, persistent. Um, and and I love the uh, one of my favorite phrases is persistence over resistance. I love it. And and so that's what we're gonna do with that run game. And and uh, it's not because of one person, whether that's a running back or an offensive lineman or whoever. Uh, it's all of us, and we'll get it fixed. And with that being said, you know, even going back to Kareem Hunt last year, I think there were 10 out of his 15 games, his carries went way up in the second half of games. Yeah, and that's that's a lot. That that's kind of how this offense is built, where uh, you you go ahead and and a lot of times you'll get you'll get out in front with the passing game, and then you finish the game off with the run game, and. That happened a lot last year with Kareem. There's a lot of games early on in the year where he didn't get a lot of his touches and a lot of his yards until the end of the game in four minute where he'd break a few. And and so, um, you know, I, I just I just know that uh, for myself, I, have, I still have extreme confidence in, in everybody, everybody that's associated with that. And uh, like I said, you do need to be able to run the ball and, uh, you know, I don't want to be the guy that sits back there and, and, and calls 50 pass plays in a game because you're too one-dimensional. And now when you get behind 14 points, you're, you're forced to do, you're that forced to throw another 10 point. to 12, 12 passes extra yeah. on top of that. But 
Um, you'd like to be early, to early on. You'd like to be able to get a few more yards per carry. Is the breaking point a two-score game, or does it have to be to you a two-touchdown game? No, it depends on where it's at in yeah. the game. You know, if it's 14 points in the fourth quarter, you need to you need to get those possessions back up. So we'll, you, you normally go hurry. Up. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Snap is back. Trubisky rolling to his right. Here comes the pressure. Tries to evade. Circles all the way back to his 30. Looking to set his feet. Now he's going to keep left 20, 15, 10, 5. With a blocker in front. He is in for the touchdown. Cody Whitehair leading the way. Blew up his defender. And the Bears have the lead. 9-7 at Soldier Field. Oh, that was exciting. And uh, when your quarterback's running around like Fran Tarkenton uh, or Michael Vick, because that's what it looked like a little bit. Coach Nagy back on the coaches show. Uh, the part I loved, Cody Whitehair saying, come on. You know, signaling him, come on, follow me. And he just blew up that DB in the end zone. But that was fun. That was fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's uh, that's another weapon that Mitch has, and and so uh, if something's not there in the in the passing game, he's able to uh, extend the play with his legs, and you saw a little bit of that yesterday. Um, and he'll be the first to tell you that that's not something that he's looking to do. But if teams are going to play specific coverages that enable him to to do that, then he'll do that. And you saw evidence of that yesterday with making a good play, and then of course. Uh, with Cody leading them on in there in the end zone was pretty cool. So now he's second in the NFL in rushing yards quarterback behind Cam Newton. Yeah. 245 yards. Um, you take what you take, right? Sure. It doesn't it doesn't bother you, right? It no, not at all. I tell you, I, I dealt five years of that with uh, uh, with Alex Smith. I mean, it was, again, he was able to, um, especially on third down, when teams have specific coverages that they like to play, it can be a backbreaker to that defense when you scramble for a first. And Mitch did that quite a few oh, times yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Half. And when you do that, um, that's hard because that's just another, another, um, uh, def, you know, that's somebody else for the defense they got to defend uh, with those legs. And so when you're not throwing a football, if you can extend to play with your legs, and that's that's a benefit. So um, he did that yesterday. We don't want to live in that world, but if they give it to us, we'll take it. So they're throwing a spy out there yesterday, you know, throughout the course of the game. From an offensive lineman's perspective, you know, because sometimes these guys just waiting, does it cause a little concern in an offensive lineman's mind? Or should, if he doesn't have, if his if his responsibility is to keep an eye on that, you know, when do I go? How do I stay? Is that is that a thinking process? It, right it, it really just depends on the play. You know, is it a is it a naked? Is it a screen? Is it a drop back? Is it a run? Um, and the times sometimes where that can get you if it's a screen. Uh, for instance, yesterday we had one where on third down we called a screen to Tariq and they had a spy uh, and they only rushed three and and so yeah Mitch had to dirt it at, at Tariq's feet and um, and so that was a good call a defensive call by them but other than that no it doesn't affect them too much they're able to go out there and play all right let's talk a little little defense um, Belon Nichols keeps making plays mm-hmm. um, yeah I think it was the most snaps he played all, all season yesterday there's just an explosiveness about him. Uh, He's earned it, obviously, on the practice field to get to Sunday. But uh, the confidence seems to be just skyrocketing. He, he was one of the first guys uh, on our post game we interviewed, and he, he talked like a veteran out yeah. you know, about the game and about what's next. And sure. No, he's a, uh, you, like you said, I mean, he is playing fast. He's, he's playing at a high level, uh, especially for being a rookie. Uh, he's, you can see his confidence in himself within the scheme is getting higher and higher each game. And he's made some big-time plays now. And uh, – uh, the play he made yesterday to be able to to make that tackle, you know, get that fumble, um, 
and, and the way he got it, kind of the way everybody was kind of falling on the ball, I thought was very impressive and, and a, uh, you know, nice for, for us to get the ball on offense and turn it into points. Uh, there was a lot of discussion about the use of your outside linebackers yesterday. Um, what did you think of that? And with Khalil, you know, there, there were situations where, you know, you got to – these situations you got you to monitor it throughout the course of the game and moving forward here. Yeah, well, and there we did a little bit more um, drop eight in that game, uh, and and some of that is you know schematically in regards to just some of what the game plan was with with uh, with our defensive coaches and with Vic, and um, that's not the first time that that's happened against Tom Brady. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that because it gives you an extra defender. Um, you know, connecting the dots, people say, well, is it because of Khalil's ankle and and you know he can't rush the passer and you know for 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 us. Um, and what, what Vic does a good job with is trying to put his players in, in, in the best uh, situation possible. And so yesterday there was uh, several more drop eights, and but there were still times where he was, you know, bringing it with four and, and at times even more than that. And so you saw that on the interception. Uh, so I think as games go by, you'll see different um, game plans from him. And, and then we just got to monitor uh, Khalil's ankle. You know, and you have your hands full, obviously, with, with so much – have you learned a lot about defense this year? Yeah, Vic? yeah, I have, and and, and, and it's neat. It's neat seeing kind of um, just his style of what he believes in, and and um, the different types of uh, zone pressures that he has, and whether it's man or a, a shell coverage, cover two or cover four, uh, when he is going to heat you up with cover zero, uh, and then bouncing, you know, being able to to talk football, you know, X's and O's. He might ask me a question, vice versa, and I think that that's good. I give him a perspective from the offensive side, and he gives me a perspective from their side. Now, more of the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. As Trubisky goes to work, Burton, 115 yards of receiving his first 100-yard game. Going to the right of Trubisky. Takes the snap. Sets to throw. Winds up. Right side. End zone. Touchdown, Burton. Touchdown, Bears. 38-30 New England. Burt, ninth catch. Defender fell down. Wide open pitch and catch. Trubisky gets him on the board. Fourth touchdown of the season for Trey Burton. He's making the most of his opportunities with the Bears and enjoying it. He said after the game, Matt, middle of the field is open. I just took what they gave me. Yeah, he did. He, he, he played well yesterday, and it was good to see that connection going. And, uh, you know, they were they were going ahead and trying to take away some other guys uh, throughout that game, and it opened up some good stuff for Trey. He won his one-on-one matchup throughout the game, and um, it was good to see him get on track there with uh, Mitchell and hopefully keep that thing going. So you watched the tape and you thought about it overnight. What gave you a stomachache? <laughs> Anything? Well, just, you know, ultimately you, you just – we've worked so hard, and there's just so many hours that go into it, players and coaches, and, you know, to, to get – to get to this point right now where we're at, you know, you want to come away with the win and there's, there's no, uh, there's nothing else that matters. Uh, we really don't care about any of the stats or numbers and, uh, we just, we want to win. And, and, uh, um, I've explained to the team that it is a very long season, um, and, and that we got a ways to go and now we're getting challenged here. And so how are we going to react? Are we going to stick together? Or are we going to pull apart? And uh, I think I have a pretty good idea of, of because of who we are and the way we work, that uh, we'll stick together, we'll become tighter because of this, and uh, we'll grow stronger and uh, and go ahead and give our best effort next week. Can I ask you something about that 
Because you've said it every time the, the, the team has suffered a, a setback or a, something to overcome about staying together. What, what would ever lead you to believe they wouldn't? Well, I mean, there's it, it comes down to uh, responsibility, accountability, um, selfish players and not selfless players. And we're, we have a team full of high-character guys, and uh, that's something that Ryan and I discussed when we decided to do this thing. And uh, Ryan works that way, and, and he knows that I work that way. And so um, you, 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 you try to build the team with good people, and um, it's really hard to go undefeated. And so when things don't go great, how do you react to it? Um, is it the offense's fault? Is it the defensive fault? Is it special teams? When you're a team that just accepts responsibility and start and looks in the mirror and starts with yourself and you, you, you bring it on and you understand why, why it happened or why you lost and vice versa. When you win, you don't think it's all you, you know, you understand it's your teammates. Um, and you ride that thing through the, the 16 games that you play together. Hopefully then you make the playoffs and now you use all those experiences from those 16 games all of those different challenges that you had, good and bad, to help you in the playoffs. So is your radar always up? Always. And and if you see something that doesn't look right, you feel you have to address it immediately before it festers? For sure. Yeah, you, you need to. And um, when, when that usually happens is when a losing streak occurs to where – uh, it just gets it gets long and monotonous, and they feel like they're hearing the same message. Uh, and so that's where you have to do everything you possibly can to to understand that you know we've lost two in a row, and it's really not the end of the world. It's really not. We're, we we've played six games, we've lost two in a row, um, and we've also won three in a row. So when we were winning three in a row, it's the same thing as staying even keel, not thinking we're too good. So um, I feel like we're built for these type of situations. Um, we understand how to handle adversity. At least I, I, I think we do. And now we'll see as we go. And we won't know the final answer of this uh, question until we get to the end of the season. A word on Kevin White before we take a quick look at the Jets and let you go for the evening. Uh, he His uh, snaps have increased the past few weeks. He had his first targets of the year in this game, including the Hail Mary. Uh, but I heard him in a post-game interview on Fox uh, yesterday, and he said he had a, changed his mindset two weeks ago. Do you know what the depth of that is and what may have precipitated that for Kevin? Well, for, for him, for Kevin, you know, he's been through – um, he's been through some adversity himself, you know, mentally, just in his situation and what he's been through here with the team the last couple of years and health-wise and everything. So now it's a, a new head coach. There's a lot of new players, and, and it's a new system. And so that that's a challenge. And, um, you know, I think what he's done is he's uh, become selfless in the last couple of weeks and, and realized that uh, um, whether it's taking scout team reps in practice or whether it's making an extra block in the game to, to spring somebody open, um, that he's being patient right now. And, and I love that about Kevin. Uh, he's a, a great person um, with a lot of talent, and we're just trying to figure out with everybody else that we have how we can put it together uh, for that, that helps both of us, himself and us as a team. And so usually things always happen for a reason. And uh, uh, I don't know when his time is coming, but uh, I do appreciate him, um, you know, really having a lot of respect for our team and for his teammates and coming out and working hard every day. All right, quick look at the Jets, uh, three and four. Sam Darnold, you, you certainly, uh, you, you know, you, you know what he did in college and what he's done early on, and, and and their defense, their defense with a defensive-minded head coach is is something to look at. Yeah, they are, and and I, 
my father actually coached Todd Bowles in in uh, in high school, and so I know Todd really well. I was uh, growing up as a young kid, and my dad used to always talk about this this player Todd Bowles is such a, a such such a special player that he coached, and so I always knew who Todd was as a player playing with the Redskins growing up, and and then we got to coach together um, in Philadelphia. Uh, we coach together. And so I have ultimate respect for Todd. I think he's a hell of a coach. He's really good at what he does. Uh, really awesome individual um, and, and really knows defense extremely well. So tons of uh, respect for him and what, what he's done there. Um, and, and so it'll be it'll be a, a great challenge for us. Yeah, even keeled and tough minded. Very much. And so. he likes to blitz. Yeah, just a little, just a little. All right, Coach, we'll talk to you throughout the course of the week. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and this hour featuring special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, brought to you by Whipley CBAs and Consultants and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Here's Cody Parkey to kick it to Cordero Patterson. It's going to bounce in front of him. He'll take it out of the at the goal line, comes out near side 10-15. When he gets ahead of Steve, oh, oh, the bus popped out. DeAndre Houston Carson has recovered it in midair. Bears inside the Patriot 25-yard line. The punch out delivered by Nick Krakowski. Bears special teams comes up huge at Soldier Field. Yeah, it did. Nick Krakowski, terrific job uh, fending off a blocker. Then, you know, you tell me how it all went down. Chris Tabor, kind enough to join us tonight because he he kind of went down to the ground. It almost looked like Patterson ran into the back of his guy, and that dislodged the ball. But the fact that Nick is there with that guy made it all kind of, you know, like a bunch of blocks falling down. No, there's uh, Nick did a great job on that play coming down, and, and uh, he was engaged in his blocker and did a nice job taking his man back into into uh, Cordell there. And uh, fortunately, we got a, got a turnover, and that was big. We ended up getting seven points off of that, so that's uh, that's always good. Patterson's fumbled every season in his career. I think he's got eight. I'm sure you, you knew that ahead of time, but did you feel that that could have been a vulnerability? Well, we talked about it uh, in in our meetings that you know we we need to kind of we need to create a turnover, create a short field, uh, change momentum there, and, and that's uh, that's what that play does. And I mean, takes away a possession. No question. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. You keep it out of number 12's hands there. That's uh, that's good for you. All right. Comes back, though, and he bites you on the 95-yard touchdown. Um, he had a great wall of blockers set up, and uh, I always talk about running backs that, that get into that second level. A crack turns into a canyon. It was a big canyon. No, it, uh, he, was, he was coming up our sideline there, and he, he's a player you have to get in front of and uh, because once he gets ahead of steam, I mean, I, I described it as a runway train, and uh, we we were getting in front of him in the, in the crease on the backside. Uh, we just lost uh, lost some guys on that side and, and he hit it and uh you know we got to do a better job there that's on me got to get him coached up better than that and uh looking forward to getting back on the practice field to fix that yeah you look like it right now <laughs> it's a a serious tone <laughs> i mean and you do you're you challenge your guys man you do no question i have a lot of confidence in in, in our guys and uh you know this uh, obviously the way it ended up for us was uh was disappointing uh but at the same time that's uh we're, we're you know it's not going to define us as it'll motivate us, and and I think that's that's we, we got to grow in this next step, but we got a lot of work to do, and uh, I mean we're we're gonna face the, another returner that's tops in the leagues. I mean he's the number one punt returner in the league, uh, so we're, we're we got our hands full. All right, now uh, young players are on your special teams units every single year. So Kevin Tolliver on that particular instance, um, he's the, almost the last line of defense there. With all due respect to Cody Parkey, 
Um, he's not going to catch him. Um, how, how does he play that better the next time? What, what's his job there? Well, he's coming in unblocked, and, uh, you know, as the, as the ball cuts back to him, I mean, it's just a, it's a matter of gathering myself and, and, and making the tackle, keeping my head up and, and, and seeing the tackle. And uh, it's something that, uh, we'll, obviously, we need to go back and, and clean up. And we will, and I look forward to for him to for the next opportunity he'll make that play. I felt you tell me I thought Nate Ebner, who's one of their prime special teams players, maybe held Sherrick on that play, got got behind him a little bit, pushed him, shoved him, held him. I don't know, but I when I went back and watched all the returns yesterday, um, there's a lot there's a lot of holding going on, there a was, lot of blocks in the back. Well, uh, honestly, you know I you know I don't uh, want to say one way or the other. I will say this. Uh, I, they let them play, mm-hmm. but both sides. Yeah. And I, and I'll be honest with you, I'd much rather have it that way, and let us let us play, and and uh, you know we got to work on getting off the blocks and and, and making plays. The Bears Coaches Show with special teams coordinator Chris Tabor and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Hey, stop by the Miller Lite Chicago Bears Ultimate Tailgate to enjoy food, $5 Miller Lights, music, and games for every age. Located at the Field Museum Terrace, the Ultimate Tailgate is free to enter and will be open two hours before through one hour after every Bears regular season home game, including Sunday at Soldier Field against the New York Jets. Here with Chris Tabor as we take a look at yesterday's game. Let's talk about the block punt. How'd you feel the operation was? You know, we we refer to it now as the snap, the placement, and or excuse me, the snap and the and the and the kick and where it's placed and everything. The operation. How was the operation? It was okay. I think it's I think that's something that anytime you see that there's eight guys in the box or they're singled up out out on your gunners, especially at that midfield, uh, they're trying to rush you there. You always want to be as fast as you can. Um, but we got obviously, uh, you know, we we had an issue there uh, with, with with the blocking. Uh, not a schematic thing, but something that I need to get corrected. We'll get corrected. Um, and, and, you know, the good news for me is I'm, that I'm fired up about and, and going to see the guys tomorrow is is that good players and they listen, they're coachable. And uh, I know we'll get that fixed because that, that can't happen. And we're talking about pinning them down in there and then letting our defense go to work and then have an opportunity for sure Tariq feel. Cohen to, yeah. to return the ball. Uh, EA Booney Way, a couple of things I want to talk about. So, he actually tripped Broniker. I, mean, I know some of the Nationals, uh, the, the people looking at it, saying, hey, he got steamrolled by Dante Hightower, but he did lose his balance on that, too. In situations like that, could he ring him down to the ground with him? Is sure. that ever coached? Yeah, I mean, if you are if you are getting beat last resort, yeah. if I have to hold him, then we have to take repunt it. Yeah, yeah, we'll go ahead and take the penalty. Yeah. Um, another moment in the game, Sherrick was a little hot about something in here, and I brought it up on the broadcast. Here's... This rookie from Western Kentucky, he's got his arm. Cal- the rookie kind of calming down the veteran. I thought that was a pretty uh, significant step in the right direction for a young guy. You know, feeling feeling that he has that liberty to do that. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no question. I mean, uh, guys are always going to get a little heated out there, but uh, you know, you you want to stay even keel if you can, and then and play between the whistles and, and go to work. Uh, yesterday, Cody Parkey. Uh, the range with the wind, what would it have been? Because the wind was not awful, but it was it was consistent. No, it was it was it was consistently blown towards our sideline and uh, really to our tunnel uh, was where the wind you had it you, you could really let it go there and you could probably stretch it back if you wanted to try a, a 53 yarder and, and those type of things. Going the other way to the right of our bench, it was more in our face and obviously that's where a lot of the return game 
came into play because the ball would just get kind of knocked down there. Um, so, you know, I, I think you were probably going to travel around in that, that 30, that, you know, 30-yard line, 48-yard field goal type deal. Tricky place to kick even on a sunny day. What's the impact of the sun as it appear, appeared to affect Cordero on the opening kickoff? It appeared to affect Josh Bellamy on a, a pass attempt uh, that he, he just put his hand on, I couldn't see. Is that high sun a significant factor when you're kicking from south to north at Soldier Field at that time of day? No, no question it was. And, and we actually we talked about that in pregame, and then we talked about it during the game uh, just with regards to, hey, we're kicking this way. He might be a little slower bringing it out because he's having a tough time finding the football. So, uh, you know, we do, do, do talk about those things. I mean, obviously the weather is a big deal in the special teams world. Uh, Benny Cunningham, uh, with his return game, does he have the liberty to do what he wants, or do you say, hey, we're going we're gonna to keep this one here, we want to start at 25? Or is it a feel thing? Uh, we talk about it. Uh, you know, we're you know, we going to set them. We're going to talk a little bit about, obviously, uh, during the week, the matchups, how the wind's playing, uh, those type of things, and then the hang time of the kick. Uh, but with regards to his decisions of bringing them out, I was those were all good decisions. And uh, as I, I stated, I mean, the weather's changing and, and return season is, is here. And I think that's probably uh, you might see a few more bigger returns because cover teams haven't quite covered as many yet. And, yeah, you, you know, and that it's right now you can say it's advantage return team. That's know? an interesting point. You know, uh, I was joking in pregame yesterday. I kind of put the whammy on you. I said, hey. What? Because it's the anniversary. It was the anniversary of Devin Hester's 19th touchdown, or whatever it was, and so we brought it up in pregame. And I said, I remember those good old days of the return game, you know, and, and guys taking it out. But there haven't been a lot of returns in this league. They've taken, you know, just putting the arms out, or just letting it sail out of the back of the end zone, or purposely doing it with the kickoff moved up nowadays. Right. No, and it's it's a uh, every team's a little different, you know of. of some some guys will put them right at the goal line if they take one step back, even if it's a low hang, they'll 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 keep it in there. I think it just it depends on the the total matchups, offense, defense, and kicking, how you feel about bringing that thing out. Even how about on the coverage unit too? Because if you get a really fast team, I mean they they're making up ground pretty quick on you as you go into your back pedal. You try to do it with, inside like the thirty, right before they turn around and start blocking. Yeah, most guys are going to flip. You know, yeah. they, they flip and you're going to make contact between that thirty and, and twenty. It's usually thirty twenty-five, yeah. really. Uh, and those guys can get on you quickly. But be honest, a lot quicker than I thought. <laughs> yeah, but really, with the new rule and guys only being a yard back, um, it's to me it still seems like it takes them a while to get going. Now, no one can hit you. Uh, inside that fit inside the first 15 yards so you feel like you can get built up but compound that with a low kick it's in his hands a little bit quicker and that distance uh, between you know making contact with 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 the guy to engage him and the returner can still be significant and and that's why you're seeing guys so a year ago does that kick return for a touchdown the thing that's different also uh, I don't know but one thing is is you have to line everyone up and a year ago you could you could muddle huddle you could hide guys uh right now basically with the way the way the rule is and it's a good rule uh but you have to you show your hand right away so for example if you wanted matthew slater is a good cover player for them uh mac is a great cover player for us it's clearly defined where he's lined up at before the kick uh, as
as opposed to maybe last year where you could have you could move before the kick and you could hide him. Maybe a team thought, well, he was the R4, but no, he's really the L5, and it screws up the blocking, and then he gets home free. Uh, but at the same time, with this rule, we're trying to prevent the big collisions, and we're trying to give the kickoff return team, so to speak, a chance so that there aren't the big collisions. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. The powerful noise-canceling technology that helps NFL coaches block out 80,000 screaming fans can get you closer to the music you love. Learn more at www.bose.com slash bears. Bose, the official headphones of the Chicago Bears. Brief moment left here with special teams coordinator Chris Tabor before we rejoin Matt Nagy. What are you looking for in that Jets special teams unit uh, coached by Brant Boyer? Oh, they're they're a good unit. Uh, They already have my attention. Just getting into them right now. Obviously, the punt returner, he's leading the, the National Football League. Anytime you're, you're facing the top returner in the league, that, that always grabs your attention. He's averaging a little over 17 yards per return, so we have our work cut out for us. And then, obviously, with, we need to play better. So, uh, you know, they're, they're probably licking their chops. Uh, they they, they want to come after us, but we need to answer the bell there and, and uh, looking forward to the challenge. When there is something like that that happened to you guys yesterday, honestly, then when you're put on the tape and you get your hey, – they're vulnerable here. Here we go. That's what you feed on to as a special team coordinator. No question. I mean, you always say there's a little blood in the water, you know, you know, and, and you have to, they're, they're going to want to attack it and see if you fixed it. And unfortunately for those type of things, when those things happen, uh, the, the fix, you have to sh- prove to the league, the fix, it takes about four weeks, you know, you know because people want to keep attacking that all, all the time. So, hmm. uh, you know, we just need to get back to the, the three things we always talk about assignment, alignment, and technique. And uh, if you if you handle those things, you can you can set yourself up for success. Go get them. Thank you, my friend. Chris Tabor, special teams coordinator. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to bring the Bears and Jets to you at 9 a.m. pregame noon kickoff from Soldier Field on Sundays. So we'll talk to you on the radio then. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Good night.